Welcome, welcome. It's the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. Thank you for spending some of your time today with us. As always, it is greatly appreciated. Ed Sammons from the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook is going to join us in just a couple of minutes. The Superbook released their 2019 Super Bowl odds earlier this week, so I wanted to get Ed on to talk about a few of the key numbers that came out. I was a bit blown away by what I saw from the Oakland Raiders and a few other teams, so we'll get into that in just a moment. Later in the week, I'm hoping to have Rob Perez back to talk about the NBA. For those of you who are just now going to transition off of NFL betting into NBA betting. Rob's going to join us for a second half primer to bring you up to speed on everything you need to know about what's already taken place this season. And then we're also going to have our divisional round preview. Still working on a guess for that. So we'll say it's kind of shrouded in mystery at the moment. Now, before we bring on Ed, shout out to the University of Alabama for rebounding off that 13-0 halftime deficit to rally over the Georgia Bulldogs in overtime in Atlanta Monday night. I'll tell you what, if I'm going to lose an underbet and one that looked as good as that did throughout the course of the game, it better be by all entertaining means possible, and that was by all entertaining means possible. What a second half. So congratulations to Alabama. Great season to Georgia. Now let's go ahead and get down to business. going to be up 500 by midnight. He's one of the brightest minds in the business, the race and sportsbook manager at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook. Ed Sammons joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ed, as always, a pleasure to have the opportunity to speak with you, and thank you so much for your time. Before we jump into the actual Super Bowl odds themselves, educate our listeners, if you don't mind, for just a second as to why you choose this specific date to release these numbers for next season. Um, it's just our business philosophy as far as uh, we, we try to be aggressive on everything, and you know, putting them up now was definitely the first ones up anywhere in the world, so that's something we like to do, and we have a lot of customers that request it, so you know, it's a win-win. Perfect. Okay, so you guys have the New England Patriots leading the way at 5-1. to one. Is there any concern when you guys made that number regarding the report last week from ESPN about Brady, Belichick, and whether or not they'll be able to continue coexisting going into next season? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, then let's go locally to the San Francisco 49ers where I'm located. You brought them out at 20-1. to one. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan closed extraordinarily strong winning each of their final five games over the course of the season. But this is a really low price. What do you think about the 49ers for next season? Well, you know, there, there was a couple teams this year, and we try a lot of times. You know, you, you look at one team one year and one team the next year. And if you want to compare teams, you know, we said this as they traded for Garoppolo because we always thought that until the 49ers get an actual professional quarterback – that you know you weren't going to see all that much improvement on the field as far as the offensive side. You could see the defensive side was better. They had some good draft picks this year, and you could see that that was definitely much stronger than when Chip Kelly was there. And when they traded for Garoppolo, we all back here we knew how good he was. And then you know they decided you know for four or five weeks they never played him, which we were just scratching our heads saying how could you play C.J. Beathard. And then Garoppolo finally came in at the end of some game. I remember he threw two passes and threw a really nice touchdown pass on one where he looked off a receiver, found the secondary guy, and squeezed it in there. And, uh, you know, we, we were, just from watching those first four games last year in New England and watching this preseason play, 
we kind of we were sold on Garoppolo, so we thought that was a great pickup for just a second round pick. What? And then he said, "Watch the Forty ers proceed through the last you know X amount of games this year, and you could just see how the playbook opened up more and more." You know, the 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 49ers, if this didn't happen, they would have been the team, you know, the Sharps would know, but the 49ers are like the Rams. The way the Rams two years ago with Jeff Fisher were just atrocious. They get a real coach in there. He's got a lot of skilled people to work with, and all of a sudden they go from the worst offense to the best offense. And it's not because of Jeff Fisher. It's because Jeff Fisher's gone and they have a real coach. And the 49ers have a great coach because you see how bad Atlanta's offense is without Shanahan. It's just been a disaster all year. And, uh, you know, Shanahan just had nothing to work with. You know, on the other side of that coin, we think the other team that's in a position to really upgrade is Cleveland. And I know people will laugh at me for this, but, you know, Hugh Jackson is an atrocious coach, and I wish they'd fire him. But that Cleveland team, with all the draft picks they have and the talent level they have, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And the team we compare them with is Jacksonville. You've got the Niners sitting 20-1, to 1, as we just talked about. You've got the Raiders, the other Bay Area team, at 30-1. to 1. Even with the hiring of John Gruden and the fact that a lot of people, I'm at least assuming in Las Vegas, want to bet the Raiders, what was the thought process behind putting them at 30-1 to 1 and not lower? People in Las Vegas only want to bet on teams that are winning and covering spreads. For instance, the Knights are the hottest thing around Las Vegas because they win every home game, no matter what the price is, they win. People bet on the Knights, and they cash their tickets every day, and they're very happy to bet on the Knights. You know, the Raiders were announced moving to Las Vegas, but this year the Raiders were awful, terrible against the point spread, and guess what? People stopped betting them. They bet against the Raiders. So, but, you know, right now the Raiders, other than John Gruden, it's a lot of work to be done on that team. From now until the start of the 2018 NFL season, when will the major adjustment periods be for these odds? For example, I'd imagine free agency might cause some adjustments. Oh, there's no doubt. It's it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Coaching changes, um, uh, trades. You know, sometimes they'll trade players for picks, and uh, and obviously as they get to the draft and they draft players, but. You know, I, I think a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then you kind of hear whispers about this and that, like you were saying with the New England thing, if there's any truth to that, which it just feels like one of those ESPN fake stories that they wanted to throw out there to give them something to talk about all day because they got programming. But, you know, I, I think for the most part, these uh, future book odds are based so much on perception of what the public thinks. We have a lot of listeners in Chicago, so a lot of Bears fans are currently listening to this interview. Um, you've got him at 100-1. to 1. What do you think about the hire of Matt Nagy and the quarterback situation with Mitchell Trubisky? Do you think this is a long-term rebuild? Well, it's definitely a rebuild, but I think Chicago has a chance to be uh, really improved next year and even you know push 500 if things can work out. I mean, Chicago's biggest problem is, number one, John Fox – he can get you to a certain level, but he had a lot of things work against him in Chicago. They they just they were signing receivers off the street because every receiver they had, Kevin White got hurt, I think, three consecutive years as a you know, he was like a top ten pick or something and he just got hurt every year and they were losing receivers left and right. And I think, you know, with the the new coach who's an offensive mind, 
And Trubisky looks like he can be a decent NFL quarterback. I think Chicago can really step up next year. From a season win totals perspective, when do you guys usually anticipate releasing those numbers to the public? The season wins we always do right around the NFL draft. That's usually our uh, when we do it. So we're looking end of April, first week of May right there. Now regarding season wins as well as the uh, futures uh, Super Bowl odds we've been talking about, which teams generally tend to bring in the most money? Obviously you'll see sharp action, you'll see public action, but I'd have to imagine a team like Dallas, no matter what the year, is going to bring in quite a bit of money. Is that true? Um, Dallas brings in some, but they're not in the top five. I mean, the top five every year is always the Patriots, the Packers, uh, Steelers? Seattle has been. They'll probably drop out now because they definitely look like a team on the decline. Um, but it's the Steelers, I mean, those four are just every year. They always are, you know, money-wise, the top four. Now, last year, Dallas, when uh, they were coming off that big year, there was definitely a lot of money on Dallas, but the odds are so low. But, you know, I'm not so sure if people really believe in Dallas much more. Philadelphia may get some money this year just because people know how good Carson Wentz is. And uh, another team that receives some decent money is uh, the Vikings. They're always popular. Speaking of the Philadelphia Eagles, they're the first game up in the NFL Divisional Round this weekend. They will host the Atlanta Falcons. First time in history, a number one seed is going to be an underdog in their first playoff game. What's the early action looking like on the Falcons, who are off that impressive win in L.A. against the Rams for Sunday's matchup with Philadelphia and Nick Foles? Yeah, right now, we opened that game originally at two and a half on the Falcons, and we were split in the room. We put it up two and a half or three even, and we went with two and a half. And right now, most of the money is on Atlanta, and we expect that to continue as the weekend goes through. But we also think if the number gets to three flat or three minus 20, the professionals will get involved in that Philadelphia. Later that night, it'll be the Tennessee Titans in New England to take on the Patriots. You've got a spread up there in the neighborhood of about 13 to 14 at the moment. What are you seeing here? This is a game that will probably be the heaviest bet of the four games because it's in the prime slot of Saturday night. And also because the Patriots' money line is minus $11 to win. you got to bet 1100 to win 100 on New England. So there'll be a lot of people that are more than happy to bet New England just to win the game and also to put New England in money line parlays. So, you know, I can remember the same situation last year. It was the Texans playing the Patriots after the Texans had beaten the Raiders, you know, the banged up Raiders last year in the first round. And the spread was 17 last year. And we really needed the Texans to cover. And I'm sure we're going to need the Titans to cover as well in this game. Sunday morning, it'll be the Jacksonville Jaguars at Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Are you seeing much money supporting Blake Bortles despite that win over the Bills this past weekend? We originally put this game up at 7.5, and and then the rest of them, we we went up first, and we went 7.5, and and the rest of the market came up at, I saw as low as 6, 6.5, 7. And we originally got all Jacksonville money, but that was some all guys just essentially betting between the two, laying six and taking seven and a half. But the, the money or the line has now gravitated to essentially seven and a half everywhere. And I expect that line to go up as we get closer. And that's a game that, number one, I know we would need Jacksonville 
to at least cover, if not win the game straight up, because there'll be a lot of teasers on Pittsburgh. Final game of the weekend, Drew Brees and the Saints return to Minnesota to take on the Vikings, who they faced in Minnesota back in week one. Do you see this going differently for the Saints this time around? Uh, no, because the Saints seem really banged up. I know they lost, I think it was their right guard or left guard. One of the, They lost either one or two linemen, and their defense is really banged up. And Minnesota has been a very public team this year. As they've covered, I think Minnesota had the best spread record of any team in the NFL, and the public is really behind Minnesota, so I expect this line to go up. Final question before we let you go. Back to the NFL futures you guys released yesterday. Have you taken any significant action on any of that yet, or is it generally quiet on that front this time of year? Um, we had some people come in last week asking us when we were going to put it up, and we originally said today, but then with the way everything worked out, I actually got it up a day early. So I expect by this weekend to see some decent-sized wagers here. So always, you know, if you can bet into the original lines, you'll get some decent value out there. If that's, you know, if you're really sharp and you know what you're doing, you can find some value out there. So I do expect some wagers. Race and Sportsbook Manager at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, one of the best locations in the business. Ed Sammons joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ed, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Be well, and uh, we really appreciate it. Okay, Joe, thank you. Pay that man his money. All right, that's a wrap for this installment of the Sharp 600. A big thank you to Ed Sammons, the race and sportsbook manager from the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, for swinging by and breaking down those 2019 Super Bowl odds. Thanks to all of you for checking out this episode as well. We greatly appreciate it. If you get the opportunity, remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We'll be back later in the week with an NBA second half preview as well as our divisional round preview. But until then, be well and best of luck.